Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. It's the Edge of the Box End of Season Awards! But in classic Edge of the Box fashion, we're veering away from the usual predictable honours and going for slightly edgy ones. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for the most overrated player of the year award, the most underrated player of the year award, our most controversial take from the season. Okay, technically not an award, but you get the picture. We're reviewing the season and being a bunch of smart asses about it. And feel free, as usual, to let us know what you think on Twitter. You can find us at Edge of the Box Pod. I'm your host, Harry Brent. All right, it's what we're starting with anyway, so I'm so excited about all these topics. Uh, but we'll, we'll sort of get, we'll ease into it as we go. Um, we'll start with a, with a nice with a nice little sort of predictable one, but we, we can see, I won't start because it might be a bit too predictable. Overrated. Who has been unjustly hyped this year for you guys? I, I had a few. <laughs> Overhyped, you reckon? Yeah. You reckon? What? You reckon the... the... <laughs> okay, all right. Let's He's talk been overhyped as to how Beep. he's been playing. Like, he has been playing, Beep. but he's literally... All you hear, him and David De Gea, like they're just getting, they're in the firing range. Everyone's going in for him at the moment. It's like, oh, so you reckon he's unjust, he's un- unfairly? I think a little. Bit, you look at stats, and I think Kep is definitely like, n- you know, near the bottom. But you know, a lot of the time, for a keeper, it's you know, it's, it's either <clears> right or wrong. There's no two ways about it. You either make the save or you don't, and. Yeah. Obviously, you look at performances and how many of the conceded. Football's a team game of, you know, obviously multiple yeah. individuals. And I think for a keeper to have such a good season, that is very dependent on how good the defence is. True. And Chelsea's defence is not, as a unit, has not been... Yeah, as a unit, it's not that... It's not, not been good. Well. You've got youth coming through. But I'd say... I'd say that would... I would class that as you saying he's be, he's being underrated in a way because... Um, yeah, you know, rather than say, I understand. I understand your logic. You said you're trying to say that the, the criticism of, of him has been overhyped. But yes. we'll, we'll <clears throat> sorry, tickle in my throat. Um, yeah, we'll say we'll say that, that that's your vote for un, underrated. But but I I mean to an extent I know what you mean. Like he has, you know, he a, 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 I've mentioned this about David Luiz in the past. He's now one of those players where if, if something happens, they will go, oh, oh you know. Like I've seen, uh, you know, what was it, the three goals that Liv- uh, three goals, five goals that Liverpool scored in the 5 3. Yeah. And <clears throat> the first three were screamers. And even on all of them, there was, even though it was kind of like appreciation for the goals and stuff, there was commentators were sort of saying, well, you know, could could a, would a better keeper have got there? And yeah, you, I do know what you mean. After a while, you go, well, hang on, are you just are you just trying to pick him out um, for criticism? And you could argue the same with the hair. You think that started with him refusing to come off the pitch? Like, I, I, I think that definitely intensified the um, like attention. Yeah, he, he after something like that, you need to be really good. And he, <laughs> he was he wasn't as <clears throat> dodgy as as he has been this season, I don't think, but he certainly didn't do enough to. Um, and I, I've you know as I said, I've said it before, like I, I don't mind that in a in a goalkeeper, like to be all up, up yourself and overly confident. But 
too many times he's shown decision making and not just that but just his ability doesn't seem to this max ability as a keeper into whether it's uh, you know ability to get to a ball or ability to read where a move is going to head and shift yourself he doesn't seem to have the right amount of you know ability there maybe frame doesn't help he's quite a slam similar to how De Gea was when he first came to Premier he's quite a slender yeah being being bigger would help him certainly with things like you know being more if if he was I always love the way that um, Courtois would particularly in his first couple of seasons any cross that came into Chelsea's box he would just come and catch it and he wouldn't punch it he would catch it and it was like it created this level of you know absolute dominance in you know in the area if anything any high balls came in Courtois and that exuded to the defense I think you genuinely felt this guy you know he's, he's gonna have our back and I guess with a small keeper he needs to be ridiculously good in other areas because he's not going to be able to dominate like that um, and he doesn't really and you can see that definitely resonates with with um, with the players but I take your point Ro he, I think at times he does come in for it a, a bit more than other keepers, when, you know, like I will always say, how much, how much, how much did you pay for him? Though? That's, that's, well, that's, that's it. That, that, well. that also doesn't that. Yeah, and that, and that's, and that's why you know, in some ways, I think it, you know, it is just if you do. Yeah. That, well, if you are the world's most expensive goalkeeper, you need to. Obviously, he didn't ask for that, <laughs> and like, no. he didn't ask for that added pressure that that brings. But I mean, it's there. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's why everyone's a bit critical of him, and obviously <clears> the <throat> Carabao Cup final last year. Hmm. Which I understood really. I mean, it, it was fine, and he'd played a full tournament. He went to play the final. Right. I just, I just think that was just down to a. I mean, don't get me wrong. If in that position, I think he should have just said, "Okay, sod it, bad luck, and come off." But I think it was just down to communi- some sort of communication issue, and then you know, I, I don't think it was these this thing where he, you know he, he'd obviously said, "I've got cramp" or something, and then the bench had been like, "Right, we've got to get him off." And then, um, and then he'd realise he was okay. So, so communicate that message. But by that point, you know, you, you're trying to save face on the bench. Sarri was already a bit under pressure, so he didn't want to look weak. So, um, no, I think it was tactical. Just because wasn't it going to penalties? Yeah. Do you not think it was tactical that they what, thought he, he maybe Caballero was a Caballero's good good penalty? Well, I I'm not sure. I mean, I, I understand. I understand that Caballero has a good has a good record, but no, I th- I think they were I think he could wait, my memory serves me rightly. He went down injured, and mm-hmm. they thought he was gonna go. They thought yeah. he had to go off rather than oh he they want to bring a penalty to take her on and he's fine. I think he was like down injured for a bit, uh, which is why they were going to do the change. Well, you've seen a lot of games where a player <laughs> has gone down and they've somehow communicated that he's that the player is fine to play on. So why would it'd be different for a keeper or why would it be different in that scenario? Well, I guess, I guess, as Ash said, like in, in the, you know, in that, in, in any other circumstance, you might go, well, like okay, I am fair, but you know, the manager says, okay, but in this circumstance, he's like, you know, sod it. This is, we're 30 seconds away from the penalty shootout of a cup final. I, I know I'm fine. I'm going to, I'm going to insist. I don't, I, I, I agree. I don't think he should have done it. I think he should have just come off after he realized it wasn't going to, the message wasn't going through, but, and then that, that image of Surrey walking off down the tunnel. walking away from the job? Yeah, I, no, I, walking I, I away from the pitch. He would have gone. Or is he I, walking away from the job? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought he might have gone because he was under 
pressure in that game. It was really annoying because, sorry, Roe, but we deserve to win that game. We were better than you. And even though, even though Oscar, you, you deserve to win an Oscar, yeah. You, you smashed you smashed a 6-0 a couple of months later, so you've got that. But we were better than you in that game. We deserve to win. Well, you probably that was on trial, then. The day, you know, well, it might have been. not always the better team yeah. wins. Might have won with Caballero in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, because he, he, um, he didn't... I don't think he did. He not. He didn't save a pen or something. I mean, he's not He's not bad penalty. Penalty... Take it anyway. Apparently, mm. save him anyway. Um, all right. Well, given that, that I think that can be classed as someone who's underrated, underrated we'll, we'll go on that. Uh, we'll go down that avenue, shall we? Has anyone else got any suggestions to be got underrated first? Then, yeah. All right. So mine's a, a Tottenham player. Sorry. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> no, I think it's a Hyung Min Son. Okay. I, I I don't think he's had the best season he's ever had. He's only one of three players to score over 10 and assist over 10 this season. And he's, and he's, really, he's been dragging the full team up <laughs> like, all season. I, f- I feel like if Tottenham have, had, would have had a better season than they have, I feel like he'd be getting talked about quite a bit more. Yeah, he's definitely important, isn't he? he? He's popular though, Son. I don't just mean at Tottenham. He's popular in like... like I, I don't... I'm not dis- necessarily disagreeing with you, but he... on and off the pitch. Say again. His charisma on and off the pitch, like he's just a very like lovable character. Yeah. You can't not like him. Yeah, that definitely helps him. But but I sort of feel as if he gets he gets credit when when he plays well. I mean, again, I'm not saying that you're. I don't. I don't disagree. I'm not saying I disagree. I think it's consistency of the season <clears throat> being spoken about as much because. When, whenever there's a talking point regarding Tottenham mm. one it's always about Jose Mourinho which I mean it's Jose Mourinho it's going to yeah, be that's how and he, also that's it's how about it, yeah. it's, we're underachieving we're underachieving we're so far beneath where we I were guess that, we lost that, the Champions that's League it, isn't it? he'd probably get a bit more attention if you were having a slightly more impactful yeah. season and stuff um, you know because the same can be said about Kane. I know he's not had an amazing season, but he's been he was injured oh, yeah, for a bit, was he? He's it? injured three months and he's still that was it, and like he got 17 18 goals. Yeah, 18 18 goals, goals yeah. Um but did you know ditto like uh, five in the last three. Yeah. Yeah, you do you you often find when when teams have like very underwhelming domestic seasons that it, it, even if a even if a player's been sort of, you know, very good. It's always he's always been quietly very good. You know, almost comes back to what I mentioned last week about does do we focus too much individual praise on how good a team is doing? Uh, you know, like Man City have not been amazing this season, but it's arguably been De Bruyne's most impactful. So, how? Yeah, twenty assists in it. Twenty-two. If you listen to him, well, however many, how many did he play? Sorry. I was going to say, he's gotten to the point with Kevin where I just look at him and think, Kevin. it's just too easy. Like, he's just effortless. Like, Even the goal, that he, when he did the little chop and then just absolutely slapped it, it just turned around. Went, hmm, yeah. Doesn't it, doesn't he remind you of Gerard the way in which he, like, I don't know, like, it's some of his movements yeah. and he maybe be his build and I'm just like, he's, he's just, he's just incredible. He's just, um, how he didn't win all the awards We'll get to that he's got his before. he's got his weaknesses though, KDB. Yeah, he's not perfect, but when he's good, he's 
quite hands down probably the best midfielder in the world. I think for me, the best one of his be- best qualities, apart from obviously his passing and you know free kick and crossing ability, is just the, his you know sheer desire to get back or up the pitch. Like before, well, I'd say probably in the first year when when Pep was working with him, he wasn't like overly you know too bothered. He'd be quite lazy to stay up or to stay back. But now you can just see a proper drive in him where he's like, I think he's, if obviously now that David Silva won't be playing the Premier League anymore, I think he'll definitely step up and be the next captain. He's definitely got, got into that captain role. Yeah, he's got, he's got that, he seems to have that sort of, let me talk, let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a video, say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always find like the sort of Dutch, Belgian, they, they always have such a funny like, English accent on them like because they sound half, half the time when you hear them talk they sound really English but yeah. then yeah um, very, very similar to Ollie he's like oh his <laughs> accent really annoys me oh he's going to talk yeah oh, he's a lot of words like a man accent and then he'll just say something that sounds so like no no I've been I've been talk, talking to the boys and um, thick. it's really good um, really good thick. <laughs> <laughs> really annoying. Um, uh, I like how Kevin De Bruyne appreciation hijacked Son appreciation. There, that was. Um, uh, but no, Ro, did you want to? Did you want to say your sec? Your sorry about that, Joe. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, I mentioned uh, Issa Balaga and David Day in the hype and stuff, and it's kind of they don't really fit into the topic really. But one player that I've been extremely impressed by, especially since the restart, is Dwight McNeil. Is it from Burnley? Hey, yeah. I, I remember mentioning Dwight McNeil a few times, and everyone yeah, was, was ridiculous. No, no he's been abs- He's been very, very good for Burnley, getting the ball, running at players, mm. great ball positioning. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if he'll stay at Burnley, given the fact that obviously Sean Dash doesn't stay, or if he does stay, in the financial situation that he's in and the contract and stuff. So, yeah, he's been he's been a massively underrated player. I think there was a, there was a number of Bernie players I could have picked, or you could have been picked for this. Like you know, going through this um, early this week, like yeah, they, I mean they've just been sort of, I say quietly very very efficient and very good, but not really. I mean they've 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 just been very solid, very sort of um, you know, Nick Pop understated. Yeah, the defense has been. I mean they've conceded less goals than Chelsea. I know Chelsea's defense is shy, but they conceded I think the same amount of goals as Arsenal or something. So. Um, <laughs> 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 so, no, 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 yeah, both, yeah, both not great, but then you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, they're as good as David Luiz and Mustafi, so. yes, <laughs> they are talented. Yeah, but no, not a bad shout, Mr. Dave. I think I don't know, I feel like mine's an obvious one, but not obvious as well. Mine is Danny Ings. Dings. I, I feel like he's he's had a lot of. A lot of prayers, though. I, don't, I feel like I, I did think Danny Ings. Like, how many, the amount of goals he scored in a team that hasn't and doesn't maybe create a lot, I think, is is unbelievable. I mean, he scored the same goals as Aubameyang, who obviously we know is a quality striker, but I don't think he's had the most sort of supply anyway to him. But yeah, Danny Ings is. I think just where he was as well, like obviously at Liverpool, things didn't really work out, and coming to Southampton was a bit way to resurrect his career but yeah this season he has literally just been incredible 
I've been I'm alright. I think that he's he, he broke or he, he injured both knees or something. It's like not at the same time. Or he injured one leg and then he got, got back and then he injured the other leg and then he basically out for another five or six months or something stupid like that. And just for him to do that, because obviously when you're on recovery, you're not necessarily training with people on the same squad. You're kind of on your own with a physio and like a more uh, like a, a personal trainer that's getting you to strengthen that one particular area, area more than others. Um, mm. And, you know, for him to do that and then, like you say, being, being a team in which... They were struggling towards the bottom, weren't they? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. About relegation. And... Do you think that he's going to be a... Seems a bit extreme. Oh, you flash in the pan, yeah. Or do you think this is how good he can be? I mean, Ched Evans, is it Ched Evans? Or Ched, no, Ched Adams, sorry. Ched Adams. Ched Adams. Ched, Ched, Adams. Ched, Ched Evans. Slightly more controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cut that out. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. So who's get, oh, I was going to say who's getting the award, but I haven't done my, uh, my one yet. Um, Ricky P. Ricardo, Ricardo Pereira. No one talks about him. And he's amazing. Has he been injured? Because I've been, been, injured injured been, been injured for the last three or four weeks. Yeah, but but I, I mean, you, like as you guys have said, you can't really remember much football beyond before lockdown. <laughs> but he's very, very, very quietly one of the best fullbacks in in the world right now. He's not like, oh my god, this guy is unbelievable. But he's but he's just very efficient and very good at what he does. And it's a very good thing for Leicester that no one's talking about him because he's mm. a lot better yeah. than Chilwell. And Chilwell is going for sixty million, so that is says a lot. Um, and I, yeah, I just—I mean, I think he's the definition of underrated. He's very good and not being talked about. And so for me, it was an obvious, um, an obvious choice. But again, I wouldn't be disappointed if you're a Leicester fan because because he's out of all their players, they got—I mean, they got—they've got, on paper they've got very, they've just got a very good team, haven't they? Yeah, they're just. Uh, like I think was it Brendan Rodgers said that like you know on oh, no, what Brendan Rodgers one of the Sky pundits was saying if you look at the two teams of United and Leicester United have perhaps got their full squad all fully fit with Leicester yeah, like Leicester's you know, been crocked man like Madison yeah. uh, I mean Sionku was um yeah. was suspended Ricky P was out yeah they've just uh, been very unfortunate with the uh, you know fitness obviously suspensions and that lot so. Mm. On a different day. A lack of depth in their squad that doesn't help, and I think that's something that they really need yeah. to work around the summer. Otherwise, they're going to have another season where they do really well at the start and whether through mm. injuries or that, that fall off was that fall off was like off a cliff. I actually had that as my most controversial opinion that they've underachieved. They've been the biggest underachievers. They were 14 points ahead of United in January. And they were second, like six points out of City, I think, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then they've obviously finished, what, four points behind United or whatever in fifth. It shows the um, value of momentum, I think, in football. I mean, you could argue the same thing happened to Sheffield United. I know they didn't collapse as much, but they they were... I mean, that goal was disallowed. They, they should probably have had Europa week at least. Yeah. And and that goal that was disallowed at Villa. But like you know, with all of these things, I mean, I, I asked. I was with a with a Leicester fan the other day, and I asked him, "Do you think you would have won the title if um, you'd you'd have had a, a a coronavirus situation in not necessarily March, but like 
oh, well, you know, possibly March, but like in, you know, January or something. Uh, I can't remember what his answer was, but I just thought it was a good question just because, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I, I think it's unfortunate for, for Leicester, but because they were for so long, absolutely the third best team. I mean, Chelsea and Man United have, have not had good seasons by any sort of imagination. Um, and, you know, contextually they have with rebuilding and, and whatever, but generally they've not been, and Leicester have been unbelievable. And, you know, it's a, it's a bad way to end, but they would be very happy with, should be very happy with with Europa League if, if you offered them at the start. What's the, the, the saying? So if you offered them it at the start of the season, they'd buy your hand off. Yeah. But, I think it's a bit yeah. of a blessing with guys from, if I'm all, if you know, for them to get Europa than Champions League. Mm. I think the the Europa League competition there will be better for them to build their team and strengthen their team with the with the Premier League as well and other competitions. Whereas I'm the sure they would have preferred the three times more money you get to finish it in yeah. the Champions League places. Yeah, yeah. I think and some time like they don't <clears throat> money, do they? Because if they're selling Chilwell, obviously Maguire, that you know the they're, they're a smart club. They're not shy brass either, so. No, you don't need it, but it's, it's preferable. Yeah. Though, isn't you it? Want, and you want to keep, keep that that sort of like status up. You know, obviously everyone. Well, yeah, but no, could end winning, could end well, so who's who's going to come along and really poach their players if they're, they're playing the Champions League? That's right. what I mean. It gives them it gives them even more time for them to think. Oh well, we've got another season where we can absolutely get this team. Yeah fully built up so then when we're in the Champions League none of the players will want to leave or if they do leave they've got the Champions League experience and they're most likely to go to another big club and get lots of money from them. Mm. I think they have the luxury with that now especially not making Champions League because now Chelsea United who are probably favourites to take a few of their players are in the better competition than they are. I think we overestimate how important Champions League football is for transfers. Mm. I I think it's very. I don't know. I'd say Wolves are half fans. It's quite important. Every yeah, they want to play in the Champions League. Yeah, when you're discussing stuff like that, you know, when it's Zaha, who is, I know he had he had a couple of years at Man United, but he wasn't in the in the team. When he's basically just a a big fish in a small pond, never really made that step up. Sure, it can make a difference and be something that you want to aspire to. But I don't believe that suddenly you have a situation where. Leicester are just going to be unable to attract good players or unable to keep their best players. And man, you know, Leicester, Leicester could, Leicester, Leicester, uh, I think, will probably establish themselves as a team that will finish around the European places next year. Certainly, uh, you know, as long as as long as they keep you know keep everybody together, which I think they've demonstrated that they're very capable of doing anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I just, I just don't think there's any evidence to to show that, like, uh, you know, when it's not like when Man United and Chelsea fell out of the Champions League or Arsenal that suddenly they couldn't buy great players and they sold all their players. It just doesn't happen. I know they're big teams and it's different for Leicester, but still, I just, I, I think it's a bit of a kind of yeah overused thing that actually isn't the case when teams go out of the Champions League they don't fall apart. Um, but it would have helped Leicester. Most overrated player. Most overrated Excited. player. Oh, I mean, excited. I mean, before we decide, it's Henderson. Who do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I found this one quite difficult. So I had a few, okay. few options. So my first thought was obviously Jordan Henderson. Thank but 
while he is being very overrated this season, he has also been quite good. Yeah. So I didn't really want to go that way. Okay. So then I thought of Tammy Abraham. Okay. From Chelsea, because he was getting praised so hard, especially towards the start of the season. Yeah. And I, I feel like he just, I never thought that he was worth the praise. I never thought he was that good. Mm. And then I thought of someone who was getting even, even more praise than that at the start of the season. And it feels a bit like bullying, but I went with Timu Puki. <laughs> because... But the people, the people like, yes, okay, maybe, maybe in the first month. Yeah, I know, but the amount of prayers, man. The but, amount of yeah. prayers annoys I think, me. I think that everyone in the fantasy football yeah, teams, everyone <laughs> throwing them into their fantasy. There's no, no one's here going like, oh, Norwich are down. People are going to be all over Pookie. Like, <laughs> people are just like, he's a championship player. Like, leave him there. Uh, but I take your point. If we had this, people rated him. They've over rated where he is. So they've rated him higher than where yeah. he is by about that much. But I, uh, <laughs> I guess yeah. In again, for the fact that even though it was a small window, that over that he was overrated that much that it could outlast everyone else's overrated ratedness. I take your point, but I think yeah, over the course of a season, mm. I think he's I think he's off your list. But Abraham, Abraham, I agree with. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I've said before on this podcast, I, I've never been blown away by him. I, he's at the moment in it because he's been in and out of the team and he's not been doing great. He's actually not particularly highly rated by Chelsea fans either. But um, yeah, I, I agree. He, I think he was amidst this big sort of um, celebration of youth when Lampard was starting out. And I think it was kind of one of those things where no matter who, who it was, if he was playing a young player, they were going to get talked up unless they were just obviously not good enough. And he scored a few goals and stuff. But yeah, he, he, he's certainly not the top player that, that he, he was, you know, um, than the other youth, other youth players that he's brought what through. What do you think his maximum potential is? Newcastle. Newcastle, that's it. We all go there. Like outside of Bappe, not bad. I can see um, Rowan in a black and white shirt next week. He follows the home. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Following the money. clears throat> it's difficult to tell uh, with players like that, but I mean... Will it be at Chelsea for you? The rest of his career, I guess, is depends how good Chelsea are for it. I mean, if 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 we go back to being title challengers, no. I mean, I don't think he's a title-winning centre forward at all. Um, he's not a twenty odd goals a season striker. No, and and Never I mean, that. he has surprised me. Given that I I thought he was a lot less. He's not. He's not a. He, I don't know how tall he is. But he's about my height, six foot four or five or something. He he doesn't play like a bloke who's six foot five, which is why I think he could turn into something more. But, I mean, at the moment, he looks at best like a kind of, you know... So Everton, gangly when he runs. Everton, yeah. Mm. Everton or... Uh, well, they have their own, like, um, striker. Young striker. Take Calvert-Lewin and Tammy Abraham. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I was going to... Yeah, I was going to say Calvert-Lewin for most underrated. I, I probably would... I, well, I, if, as Ch- for Chelsea, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the swap. But if I was England manager, I would start Calvert-Lewin ahead of, ahead of Abraham. All right. Uh, anyone else for a request? A request? A suggestion? Mine was... And you know what? And I, still is. And, <laughs> but no, it isn't. Um, 
you only just remind me of that actually when you were saying your nominations was there Daniel James Daniel Hammers Daniel <laughs> no Daniel Daniel James yeah I think like you were saying at the start of the season there was so much hype because he was scoring yeah um, and he was doing well getting assists and you know he was like touted as like <clears throat> sign of the season but yeah. then, I can't remember when he's it's been I can't remember the last time he scored. It's, it's like he's dropped off the face of the earth and I he's, don't know whether it's sort of just come back down to, to earth and the reality of it, but United's turning fortune has sort of coincided with him sort of being out of the team and then obviously their amazing front three playing the, together. The emergent, yeah, the emergence of Mason Greenwood has helped him. Because yeah. yeah. Martial and Rashford are senior players, aren't they? And you've got enough pace that you don't need to necessarily have him if Mason Greenwood is is playing well, but similarly to Puki, I think he ha- he just had a very fast start. And Man United for the first two or three games are playing well, and I think didn't he like score in every game for about yeah, four games or something? Yeah. But again, I, I don't I don't know whether I would. I mean, maybe I don't talk to enough United fans. I I still feel as if over the course of a season, people sort of understand where where his level is, but. But I agree. For, for those first couple of months, I think, yeah, I was sort of looking at him going, he's very fast. But <laughs> what else? No, what I else mean, people were like, especially they were just like, he's, he's amazing. Like, he's obviously the sign of the season. Yeah. And it was like the first few months of the Premier League, and it's like you can't make that mm. judgment so early because, like I said, he's just fizzled yeah. out now and he's not, he's not really done much. Yeah, maybe next season he might come back and <laughs> do it for a bit longer or they might loan him out but yeah for me I think it was just the initial hype similar to Pookie of this guy's amazing he's a sign of the season what a bargain etc yeah. and sort of look at him now unfortunately down the pecking order mm. yeah Mr. Rowe I've got one I've got one of three so I'll I'll, I'll, I'll work I worked my way up to number one. So in at number three for me, uh, Alex Iwobi. Okay. Yeah, I just I'm just not impressed by him. Who rates Iwobi? Can I ask? Just sometimes, like you hear the commentators. Arsenal fans, do you rate Iwobi? Um, I think no. That's that's why it was literally incredible how we've got that for him. It was literally down by your own boy. (laughs) That piece of the best piece of business ever done. Getting that much money for it. Dab a go easy on the Awabi money. (laughs) (laughs) Awful, he's not that good at all. Like how I'd like to say granted to Arsenal getting money out of that. Um, but yeah, I'm just not impressed by him. I think he's, mm-hmm. he's yeah, I'd, I'd be playing Moise, Moise Ken over him. Moise. Number two is Mr. Flying Dutchman Van Dyke. Okay, more interesting. I think, yeah, I think like, he had a much better season and much more of an impact last season, but like complacency within the defence and even Alisson as well this season, it's been really, really. Um, Poor, but yet you know they've not been they've not been caught out as as often as they probably should have. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 number two. But number one, most overrated player is Joe Linton. Oh, oh Joe Linton. Joe Joel, 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 Joel,
Joe Wellington. Joe Ellington. Joe Wellingtons. But I don't feel like anyone rates Joe Ellington either. Oh, these are more like for the worst signings. I think, yeah. I think, more, yeah. I think Iwobi and Joe, yeah. In, yeah. But I, I'm, more, I'm more intrigued by the Van Dyke proposal because... Yeah, because I feel like he's a... I, I know they've been caught up quite a few times to the back, but I feel like he's a somewhat of a decent season. But, but it, I don't think he's had the hype that he had last season. I think his godlike status has been knocked down a peg. Yeah. I think I think but, we've mentioned in the podcast more of his frailties have been a bit more obvious. Yeah, and I, I don't want to speak for you, Ro, but like I guess with that sort of godlike adulation that he you know possibly deservedly received last season, yeah. maybe the fact that it's come down this season and but still is up there. You know, it's 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 without question he's he is, he's had a bad season. I just think yeah. he's a bit overrated because he still gets he, that. His season last. Right, sorry, the last season was was much better for him. He's still, of, he's still, he's made, he's made a lot of mistakes this year, and yeah. I think, well, not a lot of mistakes, but he's made some mistakes, and and he will frequently get referred to as you know, oh, that's very rare. You don't see Virgil Van Dyke making a mistake, and I wonder, is that something that's just going to continue and continue? Again, I don't think he's mistake prone or you know anything like that. He's solid, but he has come undone a few times. He has looked a little bit. Shaky, not shaky. Shaky is a complete wrong word. He has looked, you know, has been made mistakes, and maybe he just you think that's because of the higher line. Maybe I, I don't know. I just they, they play so far up the pitch. Like, I mean, as opposed to last season. Can you think of any games in particular? Because the only one I can think of is the one against Arsenal. Like, can you think of any examples? Pre- I, Man United, I, I think. Yeah, I can't think of the exact situation, but Atletico, he, he also in both games, he made a couple of. Um, yeah. Couple yeah. Of um, against Chelsea, did Was he, Arsenal yeah, the one where he passed it back to. Um, yeah, that's that. I think like Reese or whoever. Yeah, just Chelsea's, Chelsea's third, second goal? Pulisic's second goal. Pulisic's goal against them. He wasn't really a massive mistake, but he just collided with Joe uh, Gomez. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I just I don't know. I think since. You know, since the restart, I watched it, I've just not been as impressed as I have been. And I yeah. think overhyped. I think I get Is that, that because Liverpool won the league. An excellent, he's still an excellent player. That's why it's more we've seen a bit more sort of. Yeah, we've we seen his he's, he's yeah. still a quality and he's still obviously a very, very good player. But I don't know yeah. if you can overrate someone if they're finishing second on the Ballon d'Or list either. But you, but you. I mean, in a way, you, uh, I, anyone can be overrated and underrated. Like I would, I will forever argue that Messi's underrated. Do you know what I mean? I, I you know, I just think, and I will forever argue that Jordan. No, no. Um, <laughs> I, no, I think, I think that it, you can, you can say like, I look. I mean, I'm not making this argument, but I could, I believe, I could say, I think Kevin De Bruyne is absolutely the standout best midfielder in the league, but he's overrated. Do you know what I mean? Like that, it, it would be controversial. It would be edgy. Get that mm. click right next to the mic. Um, but, but, but it would, I think, as long as you presented enough of, enough of an argument, that's a valid point to make. And I think, again, I don't want to speak for you, Ro, but I think that's kind of the point you're making. Like Van Dijk, Van Dijk is brilliant. But, you know, he, he may get see, shown and presented as a bit more than he is. Like, you know, he is the default best defender in the world for pretty much anyone you ever talk to. And, does he deserve it? I mean, I'm not no, suggesting he I doesn't. Really, I, re- I really like Koulibaly. Koulibaly. Koulibaly is fucking solid. Like... You have the <coughs> reservations of Koulibaly, especially coming to the Prem, don't you? 
I less less in in the last few months since I've kind of when I was doing the research for which centre-back I would buy but I don't know I, I just think that I don't there's not many centre-backs that I would feel I wouldn't have any reservations for I, I guess it's just because if you're going to get a Kulubali it's going to be about 100 mil so you know you've got to be absolutely sure that he's going to work um, but no I don't, it's not, that's not to say I don't rate him um, so have we had have we had everyone there or have we yeah Eggby's done your who's yours Eggs Dan James Dan James that was it um, one I was thinking of is uh, Adama Traore for oh. Alvarez <sighs> is, that, is, that, is he going to agree with me here or is he going to shout oh, yeah. me how <laughs> <laughs> dare you but weirdly enough it, it was a fleeting thought having yeah. Traore but I think the thing, the reason why I didn't say he's overrated is because I think his end product has substantially and exponentially improved. Oh, I think yeah. I could have said Triori maybe two, three seasons ago, 100%, because he was just pace, a bit like Dan James maybe. Yeah. But he's, I think he's added goals and he's added assists. That's why I wouldn't say he's like the most overrated now. I mean, yeah, him and, him and Jimenez have the most combined goals and assists mm-hmm. in, the, in the Premier League. Mm. I think it's 10 or 11. Don't Have you heard what the uh, what they do? They lubricate his arms so <laughs> the opposition players can't grab onto him. <laughs> but apparently, as well, doing that when he's running because he moves his arms that much, it helps uh, with the movement, so he doesn't pop out his uh, arm out of the shoulder as well. Yeah, all these things. All these things. This is what I mean. This is why it gets overrated because it's like, oh, isn't he so hench, man? I would, I would uh, say actually, yeah. So hard you know that his arms come out. His I'd, I'd say he's relatively overrated. I, I, I just I, those I amazing agree. stats that you just gave us, Ash. You are even with those stats. Even with the stat, <gasps> I think I, he's been one of the most talked about players this season. Ash has gone against the stats. Everyone, everyone Everyone's like, oh, he's brilliant. It'll be Liverpool next season. He's going to smash it up. Could you imagine him on the wing? And that was more solid, but oh, we'll move more solid to the middle, move make way for Traore. And it's like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, most people do make way for him, especially when he's running out there. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Sure, I, I've been there, he's made a lot of room for him to just <laughs> dart go. down there. It's fine. You go. I'm really boring. You go. After you. <laughs> After you, sir. Every... <laughs> Oh, well, like like we had the the theme of Ash slagging off Man United players every week. I'm gonna have a theme of every week. I call Ben Davis boring. That's gonna be my thing. Um, Gives you a solid. I would love. I would love to. I'd love to play a board game with him. Don't get me wrong. It'd be great. But I'm not saying. I'm not saying I don't like the guy. Yeah, she I just, board game. <laughs> I'm board game. I just think he's a very nothing player, isn't it? Yeah. Like come round. Maybe like we'll play a board game, or like or like we'll do a puzzle. So we don't really have to talk. We're just kind of concentrating. I think he'd be great. I see someone's grandma or grandpa. Oh, have you heard? Honestly, have you heard him talk? He is, he is a grandma already. Like, he's already, like, when he gets back from training, I bet he puts on his slippers and, like, goes to bed at nine o'clock. I bet that's what he does. Um, anyway, um, no, Egby, I, I, I incline to say that you, you're right in some ways because I think Traore's end product is good and has you know he is he is improving um i'm i guess my criticism of him is i think that he has for every sort of 
chance that he great chance that he creates and yeah his he's link, link up with him Jimenez has been really really good but for, for every time that happens there'll be 88 minutes of nothing when it, whenever I watch Wolves I just see him do very little and, and look you know, I think he's marked they, quite heavily yeah and, and there's lots of reasons for that I can't say I watch every Wolves game ever um, but yeah I just I, I just remember sort of thinking yeah, he, he's one of these guys that, that I think if his arms were a bit skinnier, maybe he would get less sort of attention. Um, okay, well, I mean, I, I know I've gone on about it, but yeah, I mean, the answer is Henderson, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, on on a non-jokey way, it's Henderson. He he's he's been put in world 11s he's been absolutely he's up there he's up with there. Kevin De Bruyne winning like what what has he done that has been better than seven or eight Liverpool players to be considered to be the best player in the league other than be the captain he's he's been I will say I will be the first to put my hands up and say he has become a much better player than I ever thought he, he was possible to but I still stand by the fact that he is with the possible exception of Joel Matip, the most replaceable player in that Liverpool team. I think it's because the the football awards that he was getting as well, though, uh, they take into consideration on and off the pitch activities, and he was the front runner and main man for the, yeah, is the uh, Premier what League's is, response to the COVID pandemic. What is the point then? Mazel de Savile like. <sighs> Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's up, it's up there with like David Beckham doing stuff just to get a knighthood. Yeah, <laughs> for how you on the pitch, how you conduct yeah. yourself outside of the pitch or off the pitch, you sh- you should get a separate award because it's completely performance based. I agree. Mm. So uh, yeah, but say like Hugo Lloris. Right, say if Hugo Lloris gets that, and then he's getting done for drink driving, like, it doesn't set the right impression. All right, then in that case, why is it Marcus Rashford won well, it? Well, yeah, and but yeah, that's to, to I answer, think he was third. To yeah, answer right. your question, Ash, like, I I think I agree with you on the fact that there's a pre- there's could be a precedent to say if they do something wrong, then they shouldn't be rewarded, even if it's a separate performance reward award. That, that there's precedent, but but I think you go down the wrong line because you're 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 um, devaluing, I think, the, the award if suddenly it becomes an award for some for something else. I mean, like, like a popularity contest. Y- yeah, it's, we have this is why we have things like sports personality. I mean, there are awards for this. Oh, I agree. Plus, I, I do he, agree. He shouldn't, he shouldn't need, you know, like, uh, you know, and I understand that you are. And like uh, Ryan Giggs winning it in 2009 because he'd spent ages and there was this campaign to get him to win it. And it was just what he played 16 get. It was just... It was just, it's just silly. It just devalues the the whole premise, I think. And and um, you know, Marcus Rashford has done has done objectively brilliant things. So has Jordan Henderson in terms of the coronavirus stuff and the feeding the kids or whatever Rashford did. Um, but I think you're getting into the wrong territory if you start going. Therefore, we should give him this separate award for being the best mm-hmm. footballer. Like I saw, I was watching BT Sport the other day. Give him the pride about, of Britain and tell him to piss off. <laughs> I was watching, they, they were doing um, Team of the Year. And Glenn, I think Glenn Hoddle and Joe Cole were giving their Teams of the Year. And um, uh, Glenn, uh, Jake Humphreys asked, it was just after the final game of the season, Jake Humphreys asked Glenn Hoddle, oh, uh, would you not have wanted to put David Silver in there, you know, just as a kind of, um, you, know, th- you know, a sentimental thing for his years of service. And Glenn Hoddle was like, oh, yeah, I nearly did. And I thought, 
Why? <laughs> well, if he's not been the, one of the best players in the league, why are you putting him in? Oh, just, yeah, I, mean, I thought about putting Horelio Gomez team, in there. Team of the he's done, had a really good season at Watford. Like, no, it's team not of the, the season right thing. Is, is a shambles anyway. <laughs> I thought it was a shambles last season when N. Nazard didn't even get in it. Yeah, do, do you know what? Like, I, like, I, I can't even remember that being a thing. Did he not get in it? Yeah, he should have done that. Was his, last his, season, what, what, was, what was his goal output? Something like. 15, uh, 15. Yeah, 16 and 19 assists. Or yeah. Bloody hell. They didn't get in it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's really, he, that's he been carried like but, um, but yeah, it is, it, they are some, they are, who cares really? But at the same time, yeah, I don't think they should start going, oh, you know, you've, you've done so well because you've done something outside of football. Get an award outside of football. Keep, keep the rest of it to, uh, to performance based and objectively, Henderson, no. Why do you think they incorporate so many seemingly not unimportant but not relevant? relevant yeah, with like we were talking about last week or the week before when you mentioned has about taking almost team performance into account as well, and then like you were saying, Ash, they take sort of the sort of off-field antics and how they give back and everything. Why do you think they they try to incorporate so many of those things into something that should mainly just be on pitch? I think it may maybe maybe it's a bit about suspense because if you go in and apply just performances, then it's very very easy to see who's had the best season in what position. Is it though? In there, in there, in there. Yeah, I'd say so. What just going off stats? Yeah. Yeah, if you just go in off stats solely and like performances, then it's very easy to pick like give awards out and give like players of the seasons out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Possibly, maybe. I think I think that the reason we might, you know, be inclined to give awards based on human things like, you know, especially it, it's different right now because of obviously everything that's been going on. But um, we, you know, we're all human and, and we all kind of warm to good deeds and stuff like that. So I think that's only natural. Uh, the team one, I think, is a bit different and just in the sense that I think I think people are just it's difficult with a, with a team sport to separate individual from team performances because they're not mutually exclusive. And um, it's always difficult to keep that in mind. Some people would argue that if a, a, it doesn't matter how good a player does, if his team hasn't performed, then that's part of his performance and X, Y, and Z. So I, I can understand, although, although I don't necessarily agree with it, I can understand why people consider team stuff. Um, the other stuff, the human stuff, I just think that's just because we're naturally warm to those sorts of people. Mm. Um, I, I think you and Ro are right. I think there should be separate awards for all those things. So like where it comes to charity work, community work, or et cetera, like have those things because they're right. You, As a player, you have this platform and you can make a huge difference in the world. So mm. why not have... Sort you, sh you should be acknowledged for doing it. Yeah, yeah. You should. Then, as long as it's authentic and the motivation's right, of course, yeah. So you should have separate awards for on-pitch sort of performance and then off the pitch as well in society or in community, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, we'll do, we'll, we'll do three more end-of-season awards. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, we'll do, just so we can come back to that and maybe get a more bit more confusing, we'll do controversial opinions. Egby, you've already done yours. Um, I'll, I'll do mine that, that, again, just because it was potentially going to be hijacked by another thing is and again it might not be that controversial now but um eddie howe is not all that like I, I just think 
I just think like <laughs> Bournemouth have been getting not I don't think they're like oh my gosh they need to get out of the league or anything like that but they've just been getting sort of very steadily worse for the last three or four years and Eddie Howe is one of these guys who is always like yeah isn't he doing such a great job and undeniably he did and did, did a great job to keep Bournemouth in the league and stuff I'm not dismissing any of that um, but I don't think he's taken Bournemouth on. I know they, they finished ninth when they when they in their second season, but since then they've just had a decline. I, I don't think he's done anything to suggest that he's this manager. And obviously now they've been relegated. Yeah, and and he's one of these guys that will. And look, it's good English, young, all that stuff. But he's one of these guys that if if he was to leave Bournemouth, he'd be linked with. Tottenham, not you know, there were vacancies, and he's been linked with Tottenham in the past, or you know, if Arsenal needed, like he, he'd be in, or you know, Everton, Leicester, those sorts of clubs. Uh, and I don't, I've never really understood it, uh, you know, other than his his ability to take a team with no funds and, and take him up. But I think it's just same, that, it's the same team he's he's had since he come up, like, and it's got steadily worse. And I've never really been that impressed with with the way that they play but well, I mean they have literally no spending power and don't actually own their own stadium well, I mean they've got money behind them though they've got rich they, owners they started they okay for how much 25 yeah 25 they'll dominate like Solanke they've spent it's actually the opposite they've actually spent quite a bit of money yeah got Jordan I recruitment yeah well, they're, just getting, they're just getting the ball and Chelsea handed down so. I said that they've got and they've, like, they've got good like their players aren't you don't look at their a lot of their players and don't look oh they're you know rubbish you know Callum Wilson's obviously had periods where he looks really good Ryan Fraser's another one who, who linked with yeah, Wilson, yeah but Ryan Fraser's arguably like one of their best players oh well he is one of their best players and he's his head's been elsewhere this season he's not been performing mm. whatsoever I mean what well, he's going on free at the end of the season wait, for that, wait for that free transfer to White Hart Lane yeah God, Daniel Levy Dream just maybe the, the team Maybe poor recruitment seems got to stay when maybe Eddie Howe just needs both Eddie Howe and Bournemouth maybe just need to part ways and from the start again. Sort of. Yeah, but he loves it there, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves, he loves it. it. It could it could just be one of those cases where um, you know, a bit like Harry Redknapp at Tottenham, he he'd taken them as far as he was ever going to. Like maybe Eddie Howe is, is gonna be is gonna be a great manager, but like or yeah, you know, he, he okay, he he's the guy to t- to take them to a certain level, but then after that you need some sort of different yeah. manager with a slight different elements to him and, and Jesus take the wheel. Well I know they they had a lot of um, they had a lot of plans. Gabriel Jesus. Uh, they had a lot of what sort of thing about it. They were um a lot of plans about like, stadiums, uh, training grounds. They were building a new one, a new a training ground. Right. I think that was all. Not obviously they I mean, wouldn't put it into plan with it being reliant upon the Premier League money, but I think Premier League money was a big, big part of them building and expanding. So obviously they have a, a thirteen thousand people stadium. So obviously their match day revenue is like, minuscule for one. Mm-hmm. I, I think obviously it'd be the, the lowest amount of. Uh, match their revenue in the league for yeah. one so obviously the the first I think I think they were just trying to survive until they can get a new stadium new training complex you know increase but, the, but as, as Angley said they, they have it's not like they've not been able to spend at all they've spent money um, and you know I don't know who's in charge of the recruitment maybe that's been part of the problem but I just wonder whether like they don't have a they don't have the 18th best squad in the in the prem they they should not have gone down yeah um 
And look, you know, I, 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 I feel a bit harsh because, you know, they've they've not been fighting relegation every season. I, I just, I guess my point is that Eddie Howe's reputation will probably survive, you know, whereas if Brighton were to go down, I know it's a bit different, but if Brighton were to go down, you can guarantee Graham Potter's not getting linked with uh, Tottenham and all these sorts of places. And I just, I'm just suggesting why is that? I mean, history and longevity, isn't that just more time? Like if Graham Potter does the job that Eddie Howe did at Bournemouth up until obviously they got relegated, do you not think that he might eventually yeah. link with those clubs? It's what he did, how quick he did it with what he had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poss- I mean, possibly. I, I guess I would I, like think, things that I would say, I know, it's, I know it's very early doors, but like, I think Chris Wilder's Sheffield United have looked a, a better team than Eddie Howe's Bournemouth have ever looked, or stronger, you know. And I think that identity has. I think, in weirdly, I think you're right, because I think Graham Potter, you can see a philosophy and identity that he wants to instill in Brighton. Mm. Similar with Chris Wilder. While with Eddie Howe, I think they maybe had one, and that's probably why they did well. But just as the seasons have gone on, it, I don't know, yeah. they seem like they've got less of an identity. Maybe, maybe it's another one of these things where they because that spine hasn't really changed much, has it? You know, they've had um, uh, the same sort of centre mids and centre backs and stuff and, mm-hmm. and, like and centre forwards off. for the, yeah. yeah, just the same sort of, maybe, maybe that's it. And you know, again, if Eddie Howe is not in charge of the recruitment, then maybe this is, maybe this is slightly um, premature. But, but yeah, you, you're probably right. That's they're guilty of that in a way. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just time for him to move on as well. Maybe try get out, get out, try a new job. Maybe rugby. I mean, I'd, I'd still say Premier League or top division. Maybe not abroad. So. Weirdly enough, I don't know why I could see him at Celtic. Sort of Celtic. doing like Rogers, yeah. So going yeah. to a club yeah. like yeah. Rangers, maybe where he can sort of be in the top two, do well develop his mm. philosophy again and then maybe come back to the Prem because I think he's, his confidence is obviously going to be shot he's got his team relegated and in part due to him in part due to the players and the club itself in part due to the Hawkeye being turned off <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I think I don't know maybe some time away from English I don't know maybe time away from English football I think, I think that's very dependent on what his stature with his family is because he's mm. the main reason not left Bournemouth is because his family have grown up yeah. and you don't want to chop and change and move him and be away from his daughters so that's that's part of football isn't it? I mean it is part of football unfortunately but he's you know he's committing to it as a manager who's you know I, I suppose he's in more control than a player is of what he can and can't do um, so I could see Celtic I could see him potentially you know if even the hell of a the championship team like Lampard did and then going Rangers but it's quite fitting that both Watford and Bournemouth are going down five years after they both came up together. Is that right? Uh, anyway, uh, who is... I'm next. Right. So, I think that the transition period is over and Liverpool will be nowhere near as dominant as they have been this year next season. I think it's going to be a very, very even season for everyone. I think so. Hey, Every, everyone or everyone, mate. Like, I think please you're pushing for champions. But like, yeah, but like, do you mean do you mean Man City are going to close the gap, or you think or you think other teams will? Gonna I, get think, I, think, I think not only will Man City close the gap on Liverpool, I think the rest of 
well, the traditional big six with maybe Leicester, uh, Wolves, may somewhat close a lot of that gap between second and third. So, uh, oh. Arsenal as well. <laughs> is it I think Arsenal. You need another year to think about yourself. Seventh and get your Europa League football. <laughs> if, if we're lucky, mate. <laughs> I think City are going to spend so much money that they probably will get banned this time from the Champions League just to make a move. I don't think they will. I think they'll just spend wisely. Like, I think spend, you'll spike all the balls. You've been linked with that Ferran Torres guy. You, I think you, you're going to spend... Actually, yeah, you keep getting linked with him. Yeah, I think they've been listening. Yeah, a bidding for him or something in 2017. Yeah, hell, Pep listens to the pod. <laughs> One of them's pet. One of our one of our viewers is pet. One of them is researches that extensively. Yeah, no, I think I agree. The other one's Marcel Bielsa because he's just he needs to know everything. Did anyone watch that documentary? I seen the end of it. And then I heard like I just popped my head up because it was on TV and I heard someone talking and I was like. I just felt all emotional all of a sudden because I heard a voice. Oh, did you see when um, Pochettino, when he was younger, playing for Argentina? So good. No. He's like, literally. So but I've, read his, I've read his book, so it was no new oh, right information. He, he absolutely adores him. So does Pep as well. Like Pep went to his house when he, after he left the Argentina job, after um, Bielsa left Ooh. the Argentina job, and just literally was there Ooh. for a few days Ooh. just getting all the knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, <laughs> Sounds hot. It was. That's <laughs> <laughs> where they, it's where they just yeah talking to the night pillow, you know, you know. Walk to about the bar, looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but he he cannot praise yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Pep um, absolutely adores him. Absolutely, so massively respects him. Yeah, but yeah. It, so you should. Interesting, um, interesting theory. With, with I, I, I would probably think that although. It's probably the only natural tra- trajectory now for both Liverpool and City in a way is not to finish on a hundred points. So naturally, that and you know everybody else. Do you not think though it'll take a few? It'll take a couple of years at least for. I mean, I mean, it's been a couple Chelsea, of years. Chelsea, really, but well, you manage it for Chelsea. Though. City. I mean, I agree. I think Liverpool will continue to slowly. I mean, as I say, they got more points than they did last season, but I think that they. They were better last season. Well, but, they got more um, point than they did last season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you not think, like, you know, it will take a couple of years for so, like the next who are the next two after City, so Chelsea and United, like they're not they're not ready to write. That's it. Well, I mean, you're looking at recent form. I think Bruno, well, Bruno Fernandes obviously come in. He's transformed Man United. They're getting mm-hmm. quite a lot of points. Yeah, you've got Chelsea who've spent massively already uh, and seems to not be slowing down. Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, if we get um, if we plug all the holes in our team, which is a lot of holes. Like that's Havertz. Havertz, one of them is he? No, like, oh, he's, no, he's, oh, he's, he's not was, a hole. But neither is Werner. But the best teams have a lot of depth, I guess. So um, you know, but that's what I mean. It's gonna they're gonna have to be a few sort of player sales. I imagine Havertz can play in numerous positions, and I'm sure you look at maybe centre mid or attacking mid, and you have yeah. quite a few players in those positions already. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, but I think similarly, you know, when Cl- you see the way Klopp, when he was building Liverpool, he, it took him two or three years for yeah. that team to actually take the shape it is. Like, we, we think of Liverpool, he's had this big project, but actually, the defence has only been his defence for about a year and a half. 
or you know maybe two years. Um, they, had, they had that phase where they were just outscoring the opposition. Yeah, and they were exactly, and 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 I guess the point about certainly Chelsea, possibly even Man United, and and whoever else Arsenal, Tottenham is. Well, no, I guess it's mainly about Chelsea. You know, you might find that this season, okay, you buy all the attacking players you need, but it will take, I think, one or two years to properly get the formula right if you are going to build a team and, and fill those gaps. But I take your point. I think I think the title race will certainly be a lot closer than it was this year. I think year. it'd be nice to see what Jose Mourinho do. Over I was going to say, how, well. do you think, yeah. how do you think he'll do next season? Gone by Christmas. <laughs> I, no, mean, since, I don't think that. I don't think that. Since since he's come in, we've had the third highest points total of any team in the league. Mm, it's you from 14th to six. Yeah. You've been from so... 14th to six, yeah. But there's been no. As well. Do you do you think that there's been a good to, uh, Jose Mourinho top? Like, as in, I know that this entire season has been kind of maximum seven out of ten in terms of how you you know your best performance has been like a seven out of ten in a game, but like. I know you didn't really get any good performances out of Poch, but have you have you sort of felt under Jose? Yeah, you know, there's there's something brewing here. In the same yes. way that you could argue, mm. yes, with Arteta, yes, with in, Solskjaer, yes, with Lampard. In a in a different different way, I imagine. Like obviously, shoring up the defence and making everyone more like you know responsible for yeah. everything, like. All the buff wingers track back. If you're not tracking back, you're getting told off by everyone on the pitch. Yeah. It feels like the team is more of a unit rather than defensive. Like just yeah. eleven good yeah. players uh, playing Thank a really you. attractive style of football. We, we're more of a a team who actually care, who will get on each other's backs. Who... Which do you prefer, Ash? Poch's football, or Mourinho's. Watch. But it's, it's better to watch, isn't it? But, but which I mean, is likely to win you a, a trophy? Exactly, exactly. It's if you ask me which one I'd, I'd want to play in the cup final, mm, it'd be Jose Mourinho's every time. It'll be interesting to see what his um, summer activity will be like, who he brings in. Well, we have no money to spend, <laughs> but it's looking like it may be Hoiberg. Fraser, Malansoff, two free transfers potentially there. Hoiberg. How many finals has Poch had? Hoiberg, yeah. Uh, he's at uh, the Champions League final and then there was the... Yeah, two. What was the other one? For the sake of the audio, audio people listening, I'm now waving with a smile. <laughs> um, uh, League Cup 2015. Um, sorry, I just was... Hung, hung it's up me, Pochettino! I don't think I, I think it's unfair to suggest that Poch in a final has, you know, not produced. He's he's had two un, two teams that were not favourites, and you know, yeah, but Jose didn't particularly threat. You'd you'd want him in a final, wouldn't you? In 2010, yeah, I'd want him in a final now. Like Klopp in it, Klopp in finals. Yeah, Klopp, well, exactly, exactly. Right. Like Klopp, how many finals did Klopp lose? Especially with Liverpool, like he lost like three or four with Liverpool before he won it. The Champions League was Klopp. Klopp's only won, if you don't count the stupid um, Super Cup and Club World Cup and all that, Klopp has only won two trophies with Liverpool. Been there five years. Champions League was his first trophy. This stupid thing that like, oh, you've got to be, you know, to be successful, you've got to win a trophy. Like Klopp yeah, is going to no, get a frigging statue like, and he's only been, he's only had I f- I feel 12 months of trophies. Pochettino's been the best manager in Tottenham's history. No, yeah, I know that. I know yeah. I'm not. I don't, don't need you to convince you he that. He put Tottenham on the map. 
Um, but no, yeah, like, yeah. 100%. Um, he's maybe, he's, maybe well, I don't know, Harry Red now, maybe set, set the place and just, you know, for us to progress forward. Well, he's, you know, he's, he's taken that place yeah, and just one step there. up now. Yeah. Yoli, Yoli gets, doesn't get enough praise. Martin, Martin it's, 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 it's like, it's, oh, man. He, he laid the foundation. It's like we're we're expected to get Champions League now. Yeah. And it's disappointing when we don't. And if, if, if we don't get it, it's been a very piss poor season. That's the legacy of Poch, I think. He's, yeah. If people forget that, yes, Redknapp did. Redknapp deserves a lot of credit. But, you know, it's, it wasn't that long ago that, um, like, my, my dad has a saying, um, Tottenham are forever 10th. Like, because he, he has that feel. He's just, we're 10th every year, even though they haven't been a mid table team for, the, for a decade. It's like, yeah, we're just we'll always finished 10th. That's, yeah. <laughs> kind of like Everton. They're always a mid-table team at the moment. The Everton yeah. Cup, seventh worst. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not even getting that, are they? Well, they haven't. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like, they're not even getting the Everton Cup. They're losing at their own cup. <laughs> Let's do best signing. So, mm. I mean, the, obviously the one that's fresh in everyone's minds is going to be Bruno. Um, Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> without a doubt. I'm trying to think, are there any other, con- are there any other contenders? Because, you know, I think that uh, Christian Pulisic. Well, technically last season, if you want to get if you want to get um, pedantic, but mine, uh, mine's a very tactical. Pulisic, not pedantic. <laughs> mine's a very tactical uh, signing, and that was by Liverpool when they got Adrian. That's not a bad shout. Yeah, I'm afraid for my stam. Yeah, he's done very. He's done. He, yeah, he got a bit unfair criticism for his mistakes yeah. against Atletico, which. Yeah, yeah. You got him in a free and you're expecting him to be a 10 out of 10 keeper. Yeah, he's, like, he's very like well. He doesn't even get game time at West Ham either. So it's like, mm. obviously they said Carrius out on loan. Um, but yeah, so I think... Yeah, it, it could have been Carrius. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. I mean, would he, would he have even done it after that uh, Champions League? But no, I think as a tactical point of view, Liverpool did extremely well with that because lo and behold, it came to actually happen where the first or second game of the season, Alisson was injured. Yeah. Yeah. And he did him in the, he, you know what, fair play. He, 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 he had a howler against Southampton earlier, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Huh? Other than that, he was completely solid until Alisson came back. What about Fabinho? Yeah. Fabinho over. Adrian, I think that's a. Better I mean, when he when like, he's been absolutely influential as well. Uh, especially that goal against City, <laughs> slapped it in. Um, I don't know. I think for me, as a tactical signing, the fact they got it on a free and you know he did the job in Liverpool, then had to kind of change their style. That. You know, don't play it for the back as much because Adrian <clears> probably <throat> isn't as good with this. He isn't as good distribution wise as mm-hmm. Alisson. No, he shouldn't uh, be expected yeah, to be either. Huh? He shouldn't be expected to be either, though. No, exactly, exactly. It was just, it was just, it was a safe transfer that actually paid off, and it was a transfer that yeah. I thought went very much under the radar. So I think I was, want to say Giovanni Lacelso. Lacelso is up there. Yeah, about... What is it with you and Tottenham players? <laughs> Lacelso is brilliant. <laughs> Have some responsibility, Ro, Ro. Didn't Ro? Didn't you put um, when we were deciding last week on what player you'd have in every position if you were going to have a team? Wasn't it Edison? 
Yes. To be fair, Roe did say he would include every English player from the England squad. So. That's also true. Yeah. So that the captain really loves him. This week, it depends on the week. What about, um, what about Danny Ings? What about Raul Jimenez? Jimenez. What about um, Harry Maguire? Uh, Yuri Tiedemans. Uh, about no Madison maybe uh, Madison's been Mad dog. I think dog. he was I think what was, was the last was January 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 last year I remember yeah I think he might have been January signing last year well, I, th- um, I think no Bruno one the obvious one. one no one's saying the obvious one Nicholas Pepe or David Goyes Dean Henderson could we call could we call Dean Henderson a signing Dean Henderson's loan signing, yeah. Loan signing. That's it. Do you know what? For for fear of road chatting at me, I'm also going to put this, throw this in because I do think that um, this is another one that needs to be considered. Not necessarily win it. Is Mateo Kovacic? He's probably yeah. been our best player this year. Yeah, yeah, he's been very consistent. I don't, I don't think he gets the award, but I think he'd be up there. Yeah, he has been really good. Um, because technically, I know we had him last season, but we signed him this summer. So, without counting Dean Henderson, then. What? Does that count for Dean Henderson because it's a loan? Does it well, didn't they just didn't they get him this season? Dean Henderson was he been there a couple? Was on loan though. Oh, does loan not matter for this? I call loan. But Egby, tell me this: in Football Manager, where does the <laughs> loans go in the transfer history? Do they go in transfer hit? Wait, do they? Yeah, do they, Harry? I yeah, mean, they, they do. do. I think they're yeah. all in transfer. <laughs> they do, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, I think. There's not really. A conc- is there a conclusive answer in there? I wasn't. Bruno really Fernandez. Bruno, yeah, you'll have to be Bruno. Absolutely. <laughs> he's which we're taking United. I think. I think. he's one of these players. He's done very, very well. Deserves credit. I think he gets a bit too much credit. But I think it helps that his turn in form has coincided with it. Yes, exactly. And 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 he's also. A I mean, he scored they, eight penalties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He scored so many. He scored and, eight penalties in United, and now. Like the the partnership between Pogba and, and Bruno Fernandes was the most overhyped thing I've ever heard. I mean, people would like they hadn't even played together. It was like you know tonight Pogba and Fernandes start in the same game, and it was like for months people have been waiting for it, and it was like what? Where's this? What, this uh, is an unbelievable partnership. Like what's going on? The bit that made me laugh is where um, he was talking about coming to the Premier League. It's like, yeah, I've always dreamed about coming to the Premier League. It's like, oh, to play for Manchester United. So. Uh, it could have been anyone. <laughs> yeah, like, Ro- like Robinho's thing where he didn't realise he was signing for City. Um, <laughs> so he says, I, I don't know. Because he was keeping him prisoner at Sporting, weren't they? <laughs> Basically. Um, all right, best um, young player. Is that the one? Yep. Is that one of them? I'm saying Saka, but I think Greenwood would probably... Well, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold beats both of them, hands down. Trent? Or could we say, could we could we uh, change it to best breakout young right, player? Right, right. Okay. Just because I, even that you're right, Alexander yeah, Arnold. Trent would win Young Player of the Season. But, but he's, he, feels like, he feels like a senior, feels like a senior, like a senior, like a senior player, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, the breakout season. So Saka, Martinelli, Harry Wilson, um, Mason Mount, 
Reese Hamez, <clears throat> Daniel Hamez. Any of these <laughs> sticking out? I mean, yeah. since, since, <clears throat> since the, the restart, especially Phil Foden is. Yeah. Foden, yeah. I think he's like, a season. Yeah, he's yeah, been spoken yeah, about. I guess, yeah, we have to, yeah, we have to discount him. Well, you say, you say cameo appearances, but he has started a few. He has started more games than not in the in the restart. But you know, he's been quite good as well. He's been well in sixteen yeah, games yeah. he's played. He's been directly involved in fourteen goals. I don't think he feels he's not quite part of the furniture we see. I don't know. Like not yet. Static, but you know, David Silva's yeah. out of the Premier League yeah, now. Next year will probably be his actual proper breakout season. Yeah. he'll be getting at least twenty twenty five game things. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that Pep's doing the same kind of tactics that Brendan Rodgers did with Sterling. He just introduced him at snippets, and when yeah. he got once he started hitting the uh, the hitting the ground in almost every game he played, that's when he started playing Sterling more, and then that's when obviously he grabbed a lot more of the attention. Mm. So I think, like for me personally, this whole hype around Bruno Fernandez, he has been absolutely quality. And what he's done at United has been, you know. Great, but you know Phil Foden's been doing just as well, and this is his, you know, kind of the start yeah. of his professional career. Whereas I agree, I agree that that Foden the, has a lot of like. You can obviously tell he's going to turn into a great player, but to say that they've had the same impact, or that's not what you yeah. said, but to imply <laughs> that they've had the same impact is is. Half, I Ludicrous, but I, but no, I don't. No, I don't mean. I don't mean. <clears throat> impact. I mean performance-wise, like yes, yes. Foden when he's been playing has been stats-wise. Yeah, I, I, no, I think I think agree with you there. I think I think that that is the part of the reason why I think Fernandez gets a lot of praise, possibly more than he deserves, is yeah. the fact that he's the only one doing the things that he does at Man United, and particularly at a time when Man United needed it for it to happen. Foden is one of many who are, you know. He's not. He's not acting as the difference maker, but that's because Man City have so many. Um, so I take your point. I'd um, say Saka, though, just for the utility. Yeah, if it was then to break for, I'd definitely say Saka, just because of yeah. his, just because he's been able to play almost up and down that side. Trying to stay quiet and not be biased. Saka, I mean, you wouldn't say Greenwood just to be devil's advocate. I mean. No. Hen- Hen- Henderson, Dean, Dino. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say Henderson. I think the break. Dean. I mean, the only the only reason I wouldn't say Dean is Henderson because he played last season. Even though it was in the championship, he's he's sort of well established in that team, and it's just sort of transferred to the Premier League. While so Saka, say, so you wouldn't consider like Mason Mount, Reese James. Tammy Abraham then? Mm. Um, no. Kai I think because it's more like Greenwood and Martinelli were on basically unknowns. I think that's my point. And then they've now yeah. sort of were almost well established within their various and respective teams. While Mason Mount did a really good job at Derby with Lampard. Dean Anderson oh, did a really good job at Sheffield United. Mm. Tammy as well. But right, you have it to Panganga. <laughs> too many G's, man. Too many he, played, G's. he played two good games. He yeah, did. He's got a new contract, so yeah. Yeah, he, he signed oh. it to that. Doesn't that game, Ash, that we watched in that pub in uh, 
King's I'm Cross. Just thought, yeah. Liverpool Tottenham seemed like years ago. Oh, I feel so long ago. That was literally just before lockdown, wasn't it? That was, just, yeah. No, it weren't even. Who, sorry to completely cut you off. I've just realised who my overrated player actually is. Nganga. Igalo. <laughs> you keep picking players who aren't that highly rated. Yes, me. United Who fans. Is going on? Who's going? Man United fans, yeah. I often log into Twitter and see <laughs> Igalo is trending number one. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us. Feel free to let us know what you think of our awards on Twitter. Obviously, click off that Odi and Igalo is the best player in the world thread first. And we'll see you all in a bit. Sarah.